Hello and welcome. I am Jen Lancaster and this is the stories we tell in bars. I'm delighted to be here with DJ Lee Farmer providing our music and making us sound good and I'm with the other half of the we Gina B. Hello, beautiful people, and thank you so much for tuning into our podcast here at Stories We Tell in Bars. This is a show where our topics range from life to liberty, but mostly pertain to the pursuit of bullshit. So, because this is Thanksgiving, I'd like to extend a special thanks and welcome our listeners who are joining on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podbean, or iHeartRadio. And also, for those who indicated an interest in a fitness challenge, we are down. We are down. We are down. We are down. And not only are we completely on board, we've created a special group dedicated to our challenge so that we can support each other. Gina, how, how do they find the group? So the group is called Stories We Tell in Bars Fitness Challenge. It's a okay. very cryptic uh, title. <laughs> and, so, and so that those of you who don't give a hot flaming shit about fitness um, can just go on our regular group and get the podcast notifications and all the other stuff we post. So we're not going to post an Instagram of the dozen donuts that I brought today. <laughs> no, no, okay. we are, <laughs> no, we are not posting. That. <laughs> all right. So please find us on Facebook at the stories we tell in bars fitness group and meet Christine of gauge girl fitness, who will be providing tips and posting her YouTube videos to assist us in our journey. Let's not tell her about the donuts. Yeah. She'll be like, what? Um, cause Christine's on keto, the ketogenic oh, diet. And that's so, hard. Yeah, it's hard. I don't know how she does it, but I love Christine. I'm personally working with her and I, I do one-on-one sessions. Uh, I love her approach to diet because she's a food scientist, mm-hmm. like a real food scientist. It's supposed to like just, you know, an Instagram girl. Well, I think you can just call yourself anything. No, but she actually, but if she actually can, is. She actually, you know, has a degree. So she's really analytic about diet and she's also putting me on an intermittent fast, fasting protocol. How long do you go without eating? Like 16. Well, what do you do? Yeah, 16 hours a day I go without eating, but that includes my sleep time. So from when to when? So I eat from 12 to 8 or 1 to 9. It depends on when I start eating. So I'm supposed to be eating from 12 to 8. Okay. But I, I sometimes push it. Like if we, you know, we have class, right? You know, I sometimes I'll say, okay, well, I won't start eating till two. Okay. And then I can feasibly stop eating at 10 if I keep that feeding window where okay. it's supposed to be. It's it's a protocol. The feeding window. The feeding window. <laughs> it's a protocol. And it's, but it's, you know Livestock. what? It just, just keeps you from like, for example, we went out last night pretty late and normally I would have come home and had a snack like mm-hmm. Lee, but I opted. I said, nope, you know what? I can't. I'm outside of my feeding window. <laughs> so I didn't do it. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. All right. Enough about diet because it's Thanksgiving day, which means it's all about enjoying your meal. Yes. I'd rather focus on food because it isn't like the pillaging of Native Americans is anything I care to celebrate. But as we are taping this episode, I am preparing for our meal, which I've been cooking in the recent years, largely so that my dad who lives across the street can participate. Now, this is kind of new for us because for the, um, for a number of years, we were doing it at my house Mm -hmm. um, because our friend Stacy. Uh, was talking years ago about Thanksgiving and I'm like, no, I'm not interested. I don't, uh, it's just, it's too much effort. I don't like doing it. It's, you know, I don't talk to my family. And she said, you need to flip the script and reclaim this holiday for yourself. So we did that for the first time in, uh, what was it like 2008, 2007. And we did this big Thanksgiving dinner at my house where we started eating at like 10 PM because I 
did not have my timing down and it was hard. People were showing up at six and I was like sweaty and panicky. Like, here's a recipe, work on this or we're never getting started. Well, I remember how this whole thing started to begin with. And I think I ran into you and Stacy were shopping at the big Whole Foods. Yeah, the, the new Whole Foods had just opened and you were hanging out. I was you upstairs. were hanging out in the grocery store. Well, I was hanging out upstairs because I was writing. So I was there, you know that there's that little area oh, yeah, yeah, upstairs. Yeah. And I saw you guys oh, from yeah, upstairs yeah. and I came down with a glass of wine. And I was like, hey. Well, because that's when Stacy and I were having this conversation. She's uh-huh. like, why don't you invite friends over? I'm like, I have, no one would come over. And you're like, Gina, would you come over? You're like, yeah, I'd come over. Absolutely, I'll come oh, over. I don't have anything well, okay. else to do on Thanksgiving. So I this, don't have family here. And just think, if you hadn't been hanging out in the grocery store, we may not have ever gotten here. Well, thank God for Whole Foods, <laughs> that. <laughs> And I also remember showing up at your house that first year and you opened the door and handed me a recipe and yeah. said, I need help. And yeah, was it was bad. It was bad. And we and we couldn't do pie math. It was like it was like six or seven of us and our we friend were shithoused. Oh well we were shithoused too. But our friend Tracy was like, Well, I will I will be in charge of the desserts because she was working for a company. So she she had FedEx ship me seven pies. I'm like, Well, seven pies, seven people. Yeah, this'll work out. Like I had no idea I don't know these things. That was things. the worst pie math I've ever seen. It was Not bad. Like that, but I don't even really eat pie so now you've got seven pies for people were being sent home with whole pies entire apple pies which were abundant pies not just the small pies but the kind they were like giant the big crust anyway yeah anyway okay so let's let's get into the happy hour portion of our show with the toast today i think instead of a real toast i'd like to talk about what i'm thankful for and right now i'm really thankful for our stand-up comedy class at second city that's that's why we've been gone for a couple of weeks we've been on a hiatus because the class involves like a lot, a lot, a lot of prep. And of course, since everything in my head is a competition, I have to win. Um, which and, you are. Which, winning. of course. Well, I'm, I'm doing, <laughs> there's people that are doing better and that, that sort of bothers me. But I, I like them. It's not me, but there are right. people. Well, you're doing well. But like everything in my life, I went into this thing with the intention of, you know, mocking everyone and everything because it's all material because I'm kind of a mean girl. That's what I do. And then Dang. what I... Okay. Oh, we're doing a ding thing where somebody says something obnoxious, they get a ding. So I just got the first ding. So yay for me, I win. Um, but what I, and you're going to take the ding back now, because what I realized as these classes have been rolling along, everyone is in there, like putting their comedy out there, laying all of their insecurities bare, just being vulnerable. And I can't, make fun of them because I've fallen in love with them. God damn it. Take back my ding. Okay. No more ding for you. Cause that's true. It's accurate. Everyone in the class has their own edge and that's how second city is though. Second city is one of those things where you're in class with people and you look around and you realize that nobody is like you, No, but you come together uh, on comedy and you come yeah. together on vulnerability. And that's, that's the environment that I love about second city. So what I'm thankful for, I'm also thankful for our class, but I'm very thankful because my father is 91 years old mm-hmm. and I am grateful to have him. And I realized that the thing that's scary about having a 91 year old father is he is literally at the age where he could just go to sleep and never wake up. Aww. I mean, but it's, it's life and right, right. I'm under no illusion, even though he does well, he's a musician, he plays, he does all that. I'm still kind of become that up up his ass daughter where every day he answers the phone is a good day as far as I'm concerned. So I'm grateful for my father answering the phone every day. Well, well, what I think is going to be funny is when we're here on Thanksgiving and it's 10 o'clock and Fletch and I have our pants off and we just need to be rolled home to your suburbs, your dad will be like, well, I got to go play. I'm going to go play in a club. He's like, Like, well, sometimes he plays in clubs and sometimes he has a hit, he calls it his hit time. He has a hit time every night at 11, wherever he is. 
So either he's at home and he's going to practice. Right. Or he goes to a club and sometimes he goes to buddies, um, which is, you know, what he likes to do sometimes on holidays. But he will kick you out of the house. Like uh, my father was last night. He was getting sick of me. I was over <laughs> there and he's like, OK, so um, what are you doing tonight? Which is my cue to leave <laughs> so he can practice. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Anyway. Cheers to so, that. Cheers to that. Jen, what are you drinking? I'm drink Now I'm drinking... Um, I'm drinking a caramel macchiato that I think that they snuck a shot of hazelnut in, so I may or may not be drinking it. When you were having what? Water because fitness. Okay. Yay. So today, because it's that time of the year, we're going to be talking about the family that we're the most thankful for, the Kardashians. <sighs> I just, oh, like, I don't know if I should say, are you kidding or fuck my life? I just, are you kidding? No, believe it or not. But, okay, I thought you were not a fan. Okay, so topically, I wasn't really a fan. And I can't say that I'm a super fan now. I'm not really a fan. But I've never, I never watched the Kardashians until recently. They were just this phenomenon that was sort of going along in the background. And I would periodically, you know, see headlines and glimpses of their makeup and their large asses and their penchant for large black men. And so I sort of dismissed them, kind of. So are you telling me you're now a fan? Well, no, no, no. Well, okay. So to prepare for this podcast, I watched a lot of them. And I went, I dug in the crates and, and watched some old episodes. So I would say that I'm a little more empathetic than I used to be. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Has everyone got popcorn or the whatever your Thanksgiving snack of choice is? Perhaps grab a donut. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah, fuck the snack. You need a glass of wine for this one. <laughs> okay, so first, I've been watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians lately. And although I felt this way, now more than ever... I think that Kris Jenner yeah. should win the highest award for marketing because she has turned every single one of her children into millionaires in their own right. With 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 zero discernible skill. According exactly. to well, according to Forbes, um, the Kardashian Jenner clan earned over a hundred and twenty-two million dollars combined income between um, between June of 2015 and June of 2016. So I don't know what the, okay, the most so recent figures are, but they have to be higher. They're probably higher. So now how does that break out per person? Well, it looks like Chris earned $11.5 or so for her momager duties because she gets a 10% cut. Do you want to guess what Kim made? I'm so afraid to know. $55 million. That is a lot of hair extensions. Jesus. Yeah, surprisingly, Kylie came in next with $18 million, But um, Kendall's right behind her with $17 million. Chloe made $15 million, And Courtney, who seems to be the least enterprising, and I also think the least bright of the bunch, <laughs> made $10 million. Well, Courtney went to college. Courtney's the only one that went to college, A FYI. few years ago, there was one of those in, I think it was Us or Star Magazine, like 25 things you didn't know about me. And she said she went off on some story about when she was in college. I'm like, Ch -ch -ch don't even tell me the story about the snake that you saw in college. The fact that you went to college is shocking to me. Yeah. Shocking. Just stop there. Right. Exactly. So what about poor little Robbie? Oh, he, he, we should make a collection for him because he made less than $2 million. Oh, bless his heart. And I wonder how much of that he got to keep after the black China ordeal. Oh, at least $150. <laughs> At least. Bless his heart. <laughs> well, you notice how there was no Kardashian-based opening shot? Usually I read something I've written to begin the show, but until now, I never really had an opinion on the Kardashians. They're kind of kind of outside my purview, except to make like the occasional K-based punchline. I'm sure I've mentioned them in passing, but that's it. So to prepare for the show, I watched a marathon. I have opinions now. I have so many opinions, many of which, most of which, all of which, really are going to get me dinged, which, which we explained. Right, right. 
I just don't get why you're empathetic. You're not an empathetic person. Let me well, just. I have moments of empathy, and and I have surprising moments of empathy, and I think this is going to be one of them. So. I just hear so many negative comments about them and granted they put themselves out there for scrutiny and I don't think they're, uh, I just don't think they're as bad as everyone makes them out to mm. be. Like I saw some people will say the Kardashians or what's wrong with the world. And I'm like, well, mm. I mean, to a degree maybe, <laughs> but, but some might argue with that they're vapid, but I don't think they're malicious. And I think that for at least the youngest ones, that's all they know. I mean, think about right. it. Kendall and Kylie are what, 18 and 19 years old. I that have show no idea. just celebrated about what? 10 years. Yeah, they so just that means this they year. were eight years old when they began. That's all they know. It's it's the Truman Show. I mean, but I, I guess I can agree with what you're saying. None of them are mean because I think you have to be smart to be mean. And they all <laughs> uh, just just um, they all seem to respect each other. And I uh, I hate that I'm saying this. I'm a little bit shipping Kim and Kanye because they are sweet together, and that. Ugh. That warms my shriveled heart. I have no idea like what their relationship is, but they do seem to be best girlfriends. So I'm going to give them 10 points for that. Best girlfriends. Um, I, I find them to be kind of brave in a sense because, you know, I'm surprised to hear myself say that, but when you put yourself out there like that and all day long, people are just negatively and negatively commenting against you all, about you all day. That's a lot to, you know what I would do? I would go in the backyard and dive in my swimming pool full of money. And then I would feel better. Well, she's laughing her way all the way to the bank. Oh, but yeah. I mean, it's still, you know, it's still, people are mean and people are mean yeah, because the smart people are mean. Yeah. But I mean, still, but I, I really, I kind of feel sorry for Rob actually. I think he eats his feelings. He should join our fitness challenge. <laughs> okay. So what do you think about them? <laughs> Okay, my initial thoughts according to my notes, and oh yes, I took notes because that is what I do, um, was that they were gross and I hated them. The, the very first thing I saw was, had, had Kim like on the phone talking to someone, smacking her gum so hard that I couldn't make it through the first two minutes. But since the first episode I've watched, I've gone through like an entire life cycle of feelings about them, which we will get into in the binge portion of the show. And spoiler alert, not a fan. Okay, but yet you contribute to their abundant wealth by getting sucked up into that app. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, <laughs> but he, it, it got so bad, it got to the point where I was spending so much money on their stupid app that um, Fletch changed our Apple passwords for a while. Like he cut off like being able to charge things because I was like a little, a little two-year-old that just pressed on the fish to get more more yeah, fish. Yeah, you get nothing out of but, this. But, but anyway. here's the thing. As a capitalist and a libertarian, I am cool with people earning money. I have no issues there. You should be welcome to get as rich as you want. I'm all for it. You know, God bless. Good luck. But as for the game itself, it's, I mean, the Kardashians, again, might as well be fish or penguins. It's, they're kind of irrelevant, save for putting their name on it. It's, it is very, very clear to me that the game's designers worked with behavioral therapists to come up with all these little opportunities for a dopamine dump, like, oh, I got new hair. Oh, I got a new house. Oh, I got a new pet. Um, oh, I got new shoes. It's, it's, and you get to dress them up. It's like live action paper dolls. There's no, this is, I mean, I've never been a huge fan of, of computer games because they require skill. There's a clock that runs out. There's stress. There's none of those things in this game. The only point of this game is to consume, which appears to be the point of the show and their lives. Okay, one thing I will insert is that if you look, go, go through Instagram sometime and just thumb through it, Kim has actually changed standards of beauty 
in a way. All these little girls that are on Instagram, Instagram quote unquote models, look like Kim Kardashian. That's well, their goal is I, to look like Kim Kardashian. She was the one that, that brought um, contouring to, yeah. to, the, to the people. She, I still haven't figured that one out. But anyway, um, the whole reason why you and I even started down the Kardashian path is because of that conversation we had over. Right, right. That, Before our Robin first Black, podcast. Yes. Um, we were talking about Robin Black China that day. Did we, we had such an extensive conversation. I'm like, I, I don't understand this. I'm confused. I didn't, I didn't know anything about like those two in particular, but they were, they were dominating the news cycle. I figured, okay, if you were discussing them and Roxanne Gay, you know, bad feminist was tweeting about them, then and if it, if it was okay for you to talk about them and okay for her to talk about them, then, then I probably needed to be educated. So why don't we actually take a quick break and then you can fill everyone in on your theory on Rob and black China. Okay. Hey, Jen here. Happy Thanksgiving. We're welcoming you back to the binge portion of our show where we're prepping for the holiday and we are talking about the Kardashians. Gina was just about to give her perspective on Rob and Black China. Yeah, because I'm sure our audience is dying to hear all about it while preparing stuffing. I, I can't think of anything better. I find it interesting. Okay. Now explain. So. Explain that what you told me at brunch and whatever new developments. Well, okay. I'll tell you, the reason why I even delved into this is because Rob was on some sort of tweeting mission um, because he'd gotten into an argument with Black China and she took all the furniture out of the nursery and she hurt his heart and blah, blah, blah. Is, do they only have one kid? The one kid is Dream? Dream. I hate right. myself for knowing this. See? I now you're sucked in. myself. Well, I didn't... The only reason... And seriously... It, like you, the only reason why I even looked at this is because somebody whose opinion I typically respect mm-hmm. posted on Facebook, you guys have got to check this out. So Roxanne like, Gay, well, there's nobody I respect more than her. And she was in this. Right. So you see, so it, it was, it was clickbait. It was salacious. It was, you know, it was a lot of shot. So now is on. Black China is a stripper. She's yes. a dancer. Okay. Okay. She's a stripper. And on the East coast. Um, and, you don't need to tell me what club. I'm probably not going to go I, see her. I wouldn't know, but I'm just <laughs> saying that's, I'm, I'm just thinking through this. So I think that Kanye West, actually, we can thank, we can take this back to Kanye, honestly. Mm. Kanye West with the Amber Rose thing made it kind of cool to just take a stripper off the pole. And this is my woman, right? Okay. He started that. Okay, okay, so now we have a lot of women that are crap, whether it's right or wrong. A lot of women have, have, have gone different routes and have now achieved notoriety. And I believe that Kanye started sort of that trend, right? Okay. So Amber Rose and Black China are friends. Okay. And the thing about strippers to know is that the whole goal is to hustle men out of money. Whatever way they need to do it in the club. Okay. That's what, that's what their goal is. I mean, that's how they make their money. God bless. Okay, so just, you know, libertarian book, book capitalist. That. God bless. Exactly. So you have Rob Kardashian raised in the house with all of these women who are, you know, you got Kim and you've got Chris. Um, and he's the only guy. And Chris is great at setting up stuff for, for the girls makeup well even fashion. his stepdad became a girl <laughs> right exactly I mean, it, what, no, I was, i'm not like, saying shit. that to be funny Can it's, somebody with some testosterone stay in this house like damn where's yeah. my role model his dad's been gone for years so 
he doesn't necessarily have the best methodologies for choosing women. Okay. Because, you know, look what he's surrounded by, right? Sure. We're products of our environment. So then being around all these beautiful women uh, can't be good for his self-esteem as a man. So that's when he began to gain all this weight, right? Okay. So because he, he eats his feelings. He eats his feelings. So he gains all this weight in the meantime. Okay. I think he feels bad that he doesn't have an R name. Even though I, I'm sure he's named after name? the dad, right? Yeah, he's named after, he's a junior. But he should have a K name, you mean? Yeah. Like Kyle. Robert. <laughs> should just be K Robert Kardashian. Either way. K period. It doesn't matter. Just give him a K. Um, so, all right. Kylie. Okay, so Black China was all off on her own. She okay. was with Tyga, who, if you asked me to sing a Tyga song or rap a Tyga song, I could not do it, and I love hip-hop. So I don't know what he does, but apparently, you know, he's a rapper. Okay. And Tyga and Black China were together, and they had a child together, right? Okay. So then all of a sudden, something happens where Tyga and Kylie hook up. Now, no one's mentioning the fact, by the way, that Kylie was probably 16 or 17 years old ew, when ew, she hooked up with ew, Tyga. Ew. No one's bringing that up, though, and no one seemed to care. So I'm just going to like leave that out there for everyone to make an opinion about. Well, he's not running for Senate. <laughs> well, although we know that she can be the president. Anyway, so <laughs> so Kyla, Kylie and Tyga get together. So Black China, here she is, like her baby daddy has run off. It's like I need to whiteboard this out. It's, it's yeah, it, there are steps. So Black China's just like, well, you know, this young bitch has run off of my baby daddy. Is that who Kylie's having a baby with now? Okay, no. Okay. There's a totally different All right. rapper that allegedly she's pregnant by, and this has become a game too, I think. So no one likes bankers? Uh, I don't know that bankers like them. Okay. I mean... The, it, it would be hard for them to find a banker that was high profile enough for them to like, right? Okay. Because it's who they're exposed to, par- par- partially, primarily. So Kylie and Tiger are doing their thing, right? So, yeah. you know, he's bringing the kid around them and whatever. So Black China's like, I, can, I, can, I, don't, I don't have an insight into her mind, but I can only imagine that she's like, all right, I got something for them. Because she can play the long game on okay. this, right? So the long game on this is, now, once again, they know how to appeal to, to men. That's what they right. do for a living. So she gets robbed. That's what they've been groomed for their entire lives. Exactly. I mean, I think right now, Kris Jenner is trying to get everybody to have kids because she fully intends to continue to keep up with the Kardashians. Because right. what's her name? North will be 16, 17 in, what, <laughs> 12 years? 12 years? <laughs> I mean, I, I honest to God think she intends to keep this going. Poor anyway, little back, North. Go back. Anyway, so... So then you have, you know, Black China, and she she gets robbed. She finally, she gets to rob somehow. He's at a point of desperation because he weighs like 300 pounds. Aww. And she's, you know, she's probably like, ooh, Robbie, you so cute. You know, <laughs> like she's, she's stroking his ego, basically. Right. So now Rob is in the gym. He's got a woman interested in him, interested in him, and he is not as reclusive as he was because that was one of the problems with him that was brought Didn't up on the show. Did he do something with socks? Yeah, he was doing sock. The only thing that Chris could come up for him was sock design. Bless bless his heart. Which, you know, I've seen the socks. I'm not compelled to buy any of them, but whatever. So she gets him into a place of better self-esteem, which the family, by the way, in the meantime, is sort of like, they don't care for her. Okay. Um, Kim used to be friends with her. Okay. And something happened there. So 
They're they're like she probably didn't like one of her Instagram photos. I mean, because that's honestly, I think at the emotional level where we are right now, you put a bad emoji on my my Instagram page. You're not really my friend. So Kimmy's be friends with her. You know, I won't drag this out. But bottom line is, Black China worked very hard on Rob, and I think her goal was to have a child with him and marry him. Because oh, her goal wasn't to get to get him and destroy him. Well. That ended up being a buy, but yeah, of course, destroy him as well. Um, but she needed to solidify it though by having a child or okay. getting married, because then she would be the only one whose baby's name is Kardashian. Oh, so her child is the only child that has the Kardashian last name. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, okay, I didn't realize that. Now, so didn't somebody post revenge porn with someone? Yeah, he posted, I guess Black China was trying to explain to Rob that she's moved on with somebody else. And so she sent him some of her home porn with another guy and some naked pictures of herself. Yeah, if you go on my phone right now, you're going to see 900 videos of dogs. Sometimes they run fast. Sometimes they run slow. Sometimes they jump over couches. There's some cat stuff too. Not cat stuff, but like actual cat stuff. <laughs> Not That's it. Pictures. That's cat all pictures. there is. <laughs> That's literally all there is. Right. Exactly. I I don't have any of that on my phone either. I couldn't send it if I wanted to. This family needs to stop taping shit. Well, or, well, taping shit actually worked out really well. Well, okay. Yeah, we'll get get there. Bottom line, bottom line is that I saw the best tweet about the Black China thing, because the revenge porn thing, which they now have legislation around. But someone tweeted, I need to find out who it was, that releasing porn naked pictures of black china was like pouring a glass of water into a pool <laughs> i wish i could take credit for that i thought that was really so anyway so all this to say that you okay, know if she was a professional stripper then that was just tuesday that was just working a shift see exactly you have to know who you're dealing with though and so rob what i would do is po- post her sat scores you know <laughs> like it seems like that would be How you want to shame them she took the sat oh. <laughs> Anyway, bottom line here is that she played a long game on resentment with that family, and and poor Rob is is now. You okay, know. well now I have more respect for her because she's outsmarted all of them. Well, okay, yeah. She probably actually had she a comment or SAT score the Kardashians. Unlike that me. could be her show title. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Now, what are all the shows that came for? There was Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Then there weren't their offshoots like, like Kim and Courtney take the Hamptons and yeah, then Miami we and make Miami. And then Kylie has the a life show. Of Ky- I saw this. I did not. Now I don't go deep into the offshoots. Now I stopped somewhere. <sighs> I saw the life of Kylie on on some roster somewhere. Yeah. I don't know what Kylie's doing besides getting pregnant by. I... I, okay, I want to I want to pull back and look at the clan as a whole because I um I just have a hard time wrapping my mind around them. It was um in in 2009 I was in New York on book tour and I was staying in a sexy hotel which you know I don't like. Which I love. I am not a fan of the sexy hotel. No. Because I can't read. Because I can't read and things are dark. And I remember I dropped something you, glass in a stupid bathroom and then I was bleeding all over everything. Okay, you I'm can like, read, you can't see. Well, I can't see because it's not bright enough to read. Okay, there we go. I mean, I can read. I'm not. Well, no, I get I'm not that. Black but China. You just, you just can, boom. But if you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet she can read a yeah, contract. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. Anyway, so I'm staying at this stupid, sexy hotel, and uh, all of the CW stars were staying there, staying there too, because it was May, and May is when um, 
networks do the upfronts. That's when they announce their um, their lineup for the fall season and all of the stars of all the shows are there and they do this big presentation for the ad buyers. So there were just a million paparazzi in front of my hotel and I, I finally... I. Like you, you can't be someone who has knowledge of something that is interesting to me and not have me grill you. Mm-hmm. So I went up to one of the paparazzi to find out, like, okay, number one, what is going on here? And once we got that cleared up, I started to grill this photographer on, like, what the hell the deal was, um, both with, with Paris Hilton and the Kardashians, because I couldn't, I legitimately couldn't understand why any of them were famous. And I, I mean, this is... We were a few years into the Kardashians' reign at this point, and they weren't as worldwide as they are now, but they were big. But as far as I could tell, I didn't see that they they did anything or produced anything or created anything or were any kind of thought leader. I Like, what do they do? So the photographer tells me, he said, they're famous because they pose. Mm. They pose. That's it. That's it. They're great at posing. Now, my thing is, I live for garbage TV. You know this. Yeah, you do. Every Real Housewife is my favorite housewife. But I like these shows because there's conflict. There's drama. Like, there's humor. They're funny. I can see parts of myself in them. I can't relate with anything Kardashian. I... They, they walk around and they have their dead doll eyes. I mean, there's no there's no life in their face. There's no animation in their gestures. They just talk about how hard it is to be them and what they might do later and then how hard it is to be them and then they sit around and eat salads. That is a sad fucking existence. They're like a bunch of veal calves just caught in their pen chewing on lettuce. It's... No one has opinions. There's no highs. There's no lows. No one's funny. No one's quick. There's just middle. It's just middle. <laughs> I, I think, honest to God, in a lot of ways, they're like the women from the Victorian age, which is surreal. They had nothing to do except sit around and think about what their next party was. They're like Jane Austen characters with Brazilian butt lifts. I, <laughs> I mean, in some ways, I guess the show, because I've been watching it because of this, um, the show is like Prozac because it's beautifully shot. It is. They make L.A. look pastoral. And I could see if you come home from a long day of thinking and interacting and feeling and being funny and being quick and being smart, that you could just sit there on your couch and have it be on your big screen and it would be relaxing. But I think if you go in with the expectation you'll get nothing out of it, you shan't be disappointed. (laughs) Well, the only thing that I will go back to is that they've, they've shifted the beauty industry yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. They just have, they've done it. And, you know, go to Instagram, they all look like him. If, you know, now Courtney's got some show. I'm sorry, not Courtney. Chloe, I can't keep him straight, about revenge body because she lost all this weight. I, okay, you know what? I feel bad for her. I just watched the episode where they went to Cleveland. This bitch has to go to Cleveland to get away from her family. Like, that's the <laughs> only place she's important. Because otherwise, she's like, what, the fifth hottest, maybe? And she even says that, and I feel bad for her. But, like, in Cleveland, she's it. She is. She's their Diana, you know? Like, she's their Princess Diana. But, like, in L.A., she's like, oh, well, this sucks. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's true. Poor, but yeah, Chloe's gotten well. She lost a bunch of weight because she, everyone talked shit about her before she. You know, but that she was never she was the biggest big. Kardashian. She was just bigger than them because she has the different dad. And then, well, she <laughs> exactly. She does not have a different. Allegedly, she does not have a different dad. Oh, look, okay. Google it. Look at the pictures of her with the guy, her the alleged hairdresser. They have the same face. They have the same build. They have the same coloring. But I'm sure that's just a coincidence. Well, we'll talk about Chris later. Yeah, okay. because you have theories on that one. So, but uh, my thing is, I begrudge them no success. I find them inoffensive. I actually kind of like Chloe, and I I kind of think I want her bobbed haircut. I think that's it is I, cute. Yeah, I think that. But my issue is that they are empty vessels. They exist only to sell shit because you know they're not creating any of this. I just don't see how that's aspirational. I don't think see how that teaches teenagers who are watching this that this isn't this isn't shouldn't be the goal Mm -hmm. plus if they're supposed to be the arbiters of like what makes a great family number one why do they seem so awkward with each other it's like they don't they don't know how to interact with each other they're more like co-workers they're more like co-workers who have been sent out of town and then they're all sitting around the bar like oh so things how are things with you in your life and what got me is poor Kendall had to go to, to court in season 13. So, okay, yeah, I, I've watched it. I don't Never think before. I saw this part. No, in season 13, she had this guy, this stalker that like broke into her gates and threatened her and he got arrested. She had to go to court to testify against him and she was terrified. And what, right after the testimony, she's, she calls, I don't know, a couple of the idiots that were just sprawled out on their fainting couches, like wearing their designer sweats. <laughs> They're like, oh, how did it go? Why the fuck were you not there to hold her hand? Where was the family? You, the mom wasn't there. I just, I, ugh. Yeah, well, Kendall's so young, her mother should have been there. Thank you. Yeah, I just think. In no, this- you're right. I don't. Listen, I'm not arguing with you. I, I do believe all that. A lot of it is reality TV, though a lot of it's middle because life is middle, right? Like, so right. imagine a camera following you around all day. A lot of that's going to be, oh, you want to come with me to Costco? Nothing's really going on. So how was your day? I mean, so that's, that's probably a lot of I've seen them go to it. Costco. That's the thing. They don't do anything interesting. The, the trial was like <laughs> the most interesting thing that happened to any of them. Well, I only really watched it because um, I wanted to see that when Kim got robbed. Yeah. That was, and I also theories. wanted to see. I have theories. I Yep. I know. We'll talk about that in a little oh, bit. Oh, we're going to be putting on our tinfoil hats soon. Because <laughs> my opinion is that in this family, these fish are rotting from the head down. So what you're telling me is that you want to discuss Chris Jenner in the last segment. Oh, yes. Yes, I am. Okay. We'll take in a break. All right. Welcome back to Stories We Tell in Bars with me, Jen Lancaster, and my partner, Gina B. We are going to finish up by mentioning a few points in um, in the book, The Kardashian Dynasty, The Controversial Rise of America's Royal Family by Ian Halperin. Now, from what I understand, this book focuses on Kris Jenner, which is Gina's apparent <laughs> marketing hero, because she is the linchpin. Who is a hero? Okay, go well, ahead. I mean, she's done really well. Well, she's successful, is my right, point. Right, right. Okay, there we go. Now, I haven't read the whole book, but from the pages that I've seen, Chris is, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, kind of a dirty whore. <laughs> because she had affairs with everyone. And so that is no wonder why she put Kim on the pill at 14. When I was 14, I still knew where I kept my Barbies. Like, Let's, I wasn't getting them out. 
But I knew where they were. Was Kim still, was Kim really on the pill at 14? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay, well, Chris is the only mother I know that took her daughter's sex tape and turned it into an empire, so you don't do that by being a Girl Scout troop leader. Well, exactly. Chris is my issue, and I think that she's fucking diabolical. And I believe this is a point that Halperin is making in this book. She's like the ultimate pageant mom times a million. Every single thing she does is to generate revenue, which again, God bless in theory. The problem is that I see zero evidence of any sort of ethics here. And that is what raises my hackles. Did you know she set up her own church? Chris Jenner set up her own church? What? She founded her own church. And yeah, no, she did. Look What's it, up. it called? I for, it's like the Christ Our Church Lady of, of ass implants? Basically, basically. Okay. <laughs> but here's the thing that like this is one of those things that's diabolical. Now Kim is always doing these fundraisers. She's always auctioning stuff on eBay for various disaster relief and all this, these funds get funneled into this church. And the bitch of it is that Kim is doing this under the guise of charity, but she only actually donates 10%. Like, that's her thing. And she's like, yeah, I'd always donate 10%. So she gets shit free from designers or is more likely paid to wear it. And then she sells these items for charity, except she herself is 90% of the charity, which is the, the, the church. So the people who don't have money are literally giving it away to someone who has more cash than 99% of the world. And I think that's fucked up and it's all Chris is doing. And I think, you know, this is allegedly, but I think Chris orchestrated the whole Paris robbery. Really? A hundred percent. It's the huh. entire season 13 arc. If you haven't watched season 13, watch season 13. I watched the end of season th- just to oh, you watch the watch, robbery piece. No, you got to watch the, you got to watch the, um, you got to watch the beginning. It's like oh episode Lord. one and two. Okay. Here's the thing. They had to have something big for season 13. People were starting to lose interest. They were a year away from the 10th anniversary and nobody was knocked up. I'm sorry. I think it's a little too perfect. That's I don't think Kim knew anything. Yeah. Well, why you would do that to your child. It's just... Why would you sell a sex tape of your child? Why would I you mean, do any... All of these women are profoundly damaged because of the way Chris set them all up. They're all perpetual adolescents who, honest to God, think the world is over if someone posts a bad Instagram picture of them. I, it, as for being the puppet master, they ended season 13 with Chris saying the line, you never know when you're going to get another grandchild, and all of a sudden, boom, everyone knocked up, orchestrated every second. Wow. And then the fact that they're playing such games with the pregnancies, right? So exactly. no one has confirmed anything except for, well, first, the supposition was that Kim and Kanye were using a surrogate. Right. Because she's had the, she's had the problems. With she, her. Exactly. Yeah. She had all kinds of problems. And so when confronted with this prior to, you know, actually admitting it, she said, well, if we have a baby, we're going to do it the old fashioned way. And that's what she told the press. Kim said this? Them. Yeah. And she then all of a sudden... She can't physically do it. She can't physically do it, but the next thing you know, it comes out that she's got a surrogate. Right. So there's there's that one. Then, you know, the Chloe thing... Well, the really appalling one is the Kylie one. Ugh. And And if you see the guy that that she's it's all because chris jenner is setting up the next dynasty she's honestly said she's like i would really like to see it keeping up with the kardashians 26 she's got to get these kids these especially these little girls old enough to be able to start doing shit yeah but everybody needs to perform for their fish you know well the thing that sucks like seals the the thing that is 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 really kind of well it's all disturbing but at least when the older sisters 
started the show they were old enough to have like you know grown up through adulthood and they, right. they got through adolescent years kylie and kendall were children right in this and so no one's role modeling them as far as how to pick a guy I mean, either because they, they're taking men off the market that i'm like yeah take that man off the market well, yeah. because that's scary but yeah it's she's just she's living this accelerated life exactly because she's been on a show for 10 years exactly what happens when she's 40 I, she'll probably be dead because the, the pressure will probably get to them. And these poor kids will overdose. That's oh what I think. God, I mean, no one's so doing sad. it right now, but so I, I, because I think that Chris is going to need to continue to make things bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, do, do you, do you want to hear my theory? Cause you're going to want to, <laughs> you're going to want to put on your tinfoil hat for this. I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. Okay. okay. Well, I am about to draw you a dotted line oh, between the rise of the Kardashians and the escalation of mass shootings in this country. Okay, Jesus Christ. What? Okay. I've thought this through. You hear me out. First, <laughs> number one, let's, let's look okay. at the facts. Okay. Gun sales spiked when Obama took office because people thought that they were going to lose their Second Amendment rights. Uh-huh. Now, the last time there was um, like a ramp up of people purchasing guns like to this extent was before the Gun Control Act of 1968. This timeline coincides with the Kardashians gaining popularity as the show started in 2007. I don't know where you're going with this, but um, I'm scared. Well, Keep going. I don't can't be wait. afraid. I can't just, wait. You just, just listen to my, my solid reason. Okay. You're going to have to trust me here. <laughs> I am a professional conspiracy theorist, <laughs> except no one pays me, so I'm a skilled amateur conspiracy theorist. Okay. Research has shown that being famous is the most important goal now for younger generations. What we're seeing really is the dark side of American exceptionalism. The issue is that there's a huge gap now between what Americans expect for themselves versus what it is they're actually achieving. Mm-hmm. Couple this, couple it with the adulation of fame and the extent and ease of gun ownership and throw in some badly managed mental illnesses and boom, the conditions are right for the perfect storm. This is what you've been doing during our hiatus? Yes. Forming this opinion? Okay. Yes. Well, not specifically about the Kardashians. <laughs> but, I mean, given the news cycle recently, I have been doing a lot of reading up on how to prevent mass shootings, even though this is not really the information you expect from um, from a Stories We Tell in Bar podcast or from an author who has made her living writing stories about getting drunk in a pool. That's because I contain multitudes. <laughs> and what's actually ironic about this is the most valuable information I found um, about mass shooters comes from this article I read in Esquire magazine. So they contain multitudes too. Anyway, I'm not done drawing my dotted line. Again, threat assessment professionals have done the research and through just a series of surveys, they discovered that college students are now more narcissistic than ever before. And you figure what feeds into that. You know, they all have social media presence. Mm -hmm. Every time someone likes a picture, they're like, I'm a celebrity. And because of this, they display less empathy. And for them, fame is the overarching value. These same researchers studied the covers of People magazine um, from 1974 to 1998. And what they found was the trend was the cover stories as the years went by increasingly started to feature and value bad behavior. Like making a sex tape. Exactly. See, you're catching on. <laughs> now, as a society, we don't value the hard work and achievement that used to bring fame. It's, it's all about now the fame itself. What, what the FBI has seen is that gunmen study high-profile attacks hoping to make their attack bigger than the last one because infamy and fame are basically the same thing. So when 
people see 14 seasons of dummies having every one of their wishes fulfilled. I mean, living this life of unimaginable luxury and, and worldwide adulation, none of it predicated by skill and all of it stemming from a mom who sold her kid's sex tape, the wheels start to turn. Look at Lee. He is like, I would like to subscribe to your newsletter right now. <laughs> yes, I'm sure so he would. He's right live, there with you. <laughs> I, I think I'm right. So we live in a world where fame at any cost is worth whatever bad behavior it takes to get there, and the Kardashians are at the forefront of this movement. The great irony is that every one of the Kardashian sisters has called for stricter gun control, and yet none of them have taken a look at themselves wondering if they might be a some small part of the problem because they're too concerned that TMZ showed their paparazzi on TV. Mm. Dotted fucking line. That is my thesis statement, and that is why I shall not be keeping up with them. I, You know what? I don't disagree with your theory. I think there are a lot of valid points there. I have often said that I believe that when you look at social media and what's on Instagram right now, people aren't showing their work, they're showing the byproducts of their work. Exactly. So when I show a pair, like, then I don't have any of these, but if I got a picture taken with some Chanel boots, you, what you don't see is the hard work that went into my making the money to show the Chanel right. boots, which I don't have, by the way. Um, but just as an no example... No ding for you. No ding for me, because I don't have them. I want them, though. Um, but yeah, they can ding me on that. But um, we... You're absolutely right in that that's how Kim ended up getting robbed, unless, you know... The Chris Kardashian theory. Because I don't think Kim had any idea. I think that Chris orchestrated all of it. I honestly do. Well, allegedly, she had that ring, that huge ring that Kanye had given her. The fact that nobody was there, that the security was so lax, that it was all planned out, that the driver—I mean, like the people that have been arrested, um, that have been arrested for this—like the the news report said, well, they were part of the traveling community because nobody can say gypsy anymore because mm-hmm. gypsy is offensive. But they were. They were gypsies. I mean, they were. And I think it's probably pretty easy to pay off a gypsy, again, allegedly. So please, please (laughs) make sure you send us your, you know, poorly spelled hate mail over my theories because we're expecting this. And on that note, I believe we should end and let people get back to their Thanksgiving festivities. Yeah, that's probably for the best. So we, from Stories We Tell in Bars, the team, we wish you an abundant Thanksgiving and we hope your night ends the way that ours will, which is overserved and playing cards against humanity. You know, which is ironic, the company who may or may not prevent the wall from being built. Huh. We are living in strange fucking times. Just, you know what? Just eat the pie on Thursday. Eat the donuts. It's end of days in here. Just stay fat. It's not going to matter soon. Okay. This has been Stories We Tell in Bars. <laughs> With Gina B. and Jen Lancaster, thank you again to DJ Lee Farmer for Master in the Mix. Of course, we are delighted to be broadcasting on Stitcher and Google Play and iTunes, too. And if you like what you hear, please do rate us on iTunes, as that will help other listeners find us. For more info about Jen, visit her at jenlancaster.com or perhaps reynoldsrap.com, which is where she buys the aluminum foil to fashion her hats. Uh, You can keep up with me at imginab.com and email us at storieswetellinbars at gmail.com. So did did we ding today? Because we dang, dinged we, and then we didn't ding. And wh- well, you 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 sort of canceled out your ding. So I think we're at zero. But okay. even it doesn't matter. Our lives are one big ding. Yeah, you're so. right there. Now you don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> this could be the, this could be-